Alright, so got the podcast rolling, got the video recording, let's check this out. My fellow Americans, in this poignant hour, I ask you to join with me in prayer. Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation. This day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. Lead them straight and true. Give strength to their arms, stoutness to their hearts, steadfastness in their faith. They will need thy blessings. Their road will be long and hard. For the enemy is strong. He may hurl back our forces, but we shall return again and again. The darkness will be rent by noise and flame. Men's souls will be shaken with the violences of war. Some will never return. Embrace these, Father. And receive them, thy heroic servants, into thy kingdom as we rise to each new day and again when each day is spent. Let words of prayer be on our lips. Today is June 6, 2021, June the 6th, 1944, D-Day, the 6th of June, as it is often known. Um, it's like 
10 minutes after 10 where I am on the East Coast, well, Ohio, uh, in Britain, it's a little bit later. It, in Europe, it's later in the day. Uh, if this was 1944, I don't know where I'd be. Well, I'm 45, you're 44, going on 45 now. But if I were an 18 or 20 year old uh, American, French, Canadian, British soldier, I would be somewhere on the uh, coast of France right now. And it just uh, blows my mind um, where we've come as a society, as a people since that day. You know, these guys set out, and women too, but the women were... Uh, doing a lot of the factory labor back home uh, they weren't allowed on the battlefronts although it seems like every war we fought some women sneaked their way into the, the front line of battle which is pretty cool but anyway uh, you're sitting there you're not sitting anywhere actually you're running for your life which means charging forward into machine gun fire, uh, artillery fire, mortar fire, bombs, rockets, bodies, blood, spit, ass, eyeballs flying all around you. Uh, it was quite the horrific scene. I remember one day, uh, I don't know how old I was, young, I, I went, I've always been fascinated with World War II, um, and, you know, because my grandpap served in World War II, I watched, I wanted to watch a, a documentary with him, I didn't know, I just called it a TV show back then. But uh, I think it was like on PBS, Public Broadcast System. And he was watching it and he's like, how did I ever make it out of there alive? You know? And I don't know how God chooses or if he does choose or who's going to live and die in certain situations. But the power of that prayer that President Franklin Delano Roosevelt just recited. He, that Before we had Facebook and I'm sending prayers your way. I um, wonder how many people actually stop and pray when they say I'm sending prayers your way. Uh, I shocked the shiznit out of a friend of mine. God rest ye, Mike Shepard. Uh, he used to mockingly say that, and he's telling me a story. He's like, oh, yeah, this is when him and his bro, anyways. He's saying, you know, I, I mock people, he mocks people who say on Facebook, oh, I'm sending prayers your way. 
nobody really stops and prays. And I shocked the shit out of him when I said, um, I do. And he knew I was telling the truth because he knows, he knew me, knows me well, knew, uh, but anyways, back in them days, we didn't have all this Facebook, Twitter crap. And the American people sat in their homes with their radios on listening to Eisenhower, pardon me, FDR, give that prayer as the invasion of Europe was beginning, the liberation of Europe. Um, those men that day, 10,000 10, died just uh, on the Normandy uh, landing as they tried to liberate the continent of Europe. Many more would die in World War II. Um, the Americans took the hardest objectives, the most fortified areas. Uh, I guess Eisenhower felt we were the best equipped to take on the most difficult battles of uh, D-Day. Uh, but I think back to my grandpap and uh, my grandmother and they were traveling over to uh, Canton with his brother Fred and Fred's wife Mary and my pap and grandma were in the back seat behaving themselves uh, and it came on the radio that the Japanese had bombed Pearl Harbor. That was on December 7th, obviously, 1941. And a date which will live in infamy. And my grandpap looked at her and said, you know this means I'm gonna to have to join the army. And it's that mentality that made America come out of World War II the strongest of the nations uh, you know it wasn't like oh Annabelle I might get drafted I might have to go fight the war no they knew that there was a war raging in Europe and they knew the Nazis and the Japanese Empire were trying to take over the world um <clears throat> So when that news came on, my grandpap, like many other men and women and children of America, said that we have to defend the American way of life, the freedom, the democracy, the right to uh, speak your religion, your, speak your mind. Uh, you know, right to bear arms, right to arm bears. All those freedoms we love and take for granted. He just knew, and a lot of other men uh, his age, he was in his, he might have been 20 years old at the time. I don't know. I know he was the youngest guy in his unit in World War Two. But anyways, he, uh, he just knew he had to go fight for freedom, fight for America, fight for God, 
And it's amazing, you know, Eisenhower is praying to the Almighty God. You know, what would it be like today if <laughs> President Biden would forget <laughs> halfway through and, um, uh, you know, the thing, but, you know, you have these u- universal churches that all inclusive churches and God, the God of Jacob, Isaac, Abraham and Moses and Daniel and David and Jesus Christ is all inclusive but I could just imagine Joe Biden or Kamala Harris going uh, you know the, the all the gods and the stars and you know we have multiple gods Dear multi-god universe, L. Ron Hubbard, Joseph Smith, Snuffy Smith, uh, uh, Hank Williams, Hank Aaron, Henry Ford, you know, the seas, the oceans, the stars, the moon, the planets, almighty something or other of the universe, spirit in the sky... Uh, we pray that um, maybe if you, you don't mind, we could have your blessing upon and bless our enemies too. Bless the Nazis that are killing the Jews and uh, you know trying to take over the world. Bless them too. They, they you know, they're, they're yeah. Nah, man. <coughs> Old FDR. No matter what you think of him, I know some right-wingers and conservatives want to crucify FDR for being a business-punishing, high-taxing socialist. Who cares? That prayer was a prayer of power. It was a prayer of strength. It was from the heart. And maybe that's why we won World War II. Maybe that's why Hitler made the mistakes he did. Because the Nazis were very, very uh, cult-ish. They were uh, into the occult. They wanted to take things from you know different pagan and other gods, uh, other religions, Christianity, paganism, uh, everything except Judaism. But they wanted to take different rituals of the occult and mix it in and make it their own religion and Hitler would be the I guess the Jesus Christ of the religion I don't know Uh, but that Germany itself would be your God the, the state of Germany the more than just the land mass where Germany sits, but there would be this cultish idea that German, German, Germanicism, being of German heritage, would make you a better person, make your soul better than everyone else on earth, that you were a more pure form of creation than other human beings on the planet pretty scary so I just sit and think of my grandpap on this day 
uh, the other men that stormed up that beach and because they keep revising and rewriting the history books it's like become a footnote to history almost and I just feel like we gotta preserve that because if we keep forgetting our history we're doomed to repeat it there's a reason why we should have a strong standing military. There's a reason why we should concentrate more on our cyber security and cyber warfare. That we have to be at the ready. But there's also a reason why we should teach kids to respect America. Respect Americana. Respect the American way. It's like everything I, I hear and see now on the news uh, when I rarely watch it or uh, on social media or uh, everywhere. It's like, what did America as a country do wrong? Let's beat that into people's heads. The 1950s, 60s, 70s segregation is over. Yes, there are still racist scum of the earth. There always will be. Is that the majority of Americans today? Hell no. But that's what we get beat into our heads. Did America make mistakes? Like slavery? Yeah. Like much the rest of the world at that time. And it's still happening in some parts of the world now. Has the American government done things wrong? Have Americans of the past done things wrong? Yeah. But we never purposely tried to extinguish an entire race of people. <laughs> you know? After World War II, think about this. Japan was ravaged in, in ashes and ruin. Germany the same way, France the same way, Britain the same way. We could have easily overtaken those countries or leveraged our power to say, if you don't give, give, give us money and labor and goods and services and natural resources, we're not going to help you rebuild. But no, what did America do? What was the American way? What was Americana? Our soldiers came home. Our women left the factories. The men went into the factories. They made a bunch of babies, which we went from the, gen the greatest generation to the baby boomer generation, which I still attest is the worst generation until the millennials came along. But nonetheless, the greatest generation came home and we helped rebuild Japan. MacArthur said, you know, peace with dignity. Or peace with honor or something like that. Surrender with honor. And the Japanese... The Japanese generals of that time...
Japanese leaders of that time that were still alive, I watched, I've watched them in many documentaries, read in many books. They said that had Japan conquered the United States, it would not have been surrender with dignity. It would have been imprisonment, uh, slave labor of any American soldier. And they did use many American soldiers that were captured or surrendered as slave laborers, uh, along with Filipino and Chinese uh, citizens that they captured. The Germans said the same thing. The Nazis had no intention of being nice to the nations they conquered. They killed 11 million people in those gas chambers. 6 million Jewish and 5 million uh, mentally ill, handicapped, or political enemies, political opponents. They were not going to be nice. But America, the American way, Americana, is to help one another, to help your neighbor, whether it's the person next door or the country next door or the country across the ocean. And that's what my pap meant when he told my grandma, you know this means I'm going to have to join the army. He, he knew he had to get up and fight to make this world, to save this world. For me, you, everybody in the United States of America. So, let's stop trashing each other over our past mistakes. It don't matter if that mistake was one minute ago, one year ago, 50 years ago. As Americans, black, white, Jew, Christian, whatever you believe in, gay, straight, we all got to come together. We all have the rights to agree to disagree. So, with that, let's love one another. God bless y'all. Pray for one another. And uh, if you see an elderly man with a World War II veteran on, veteran hat on. They're getting fewer and fewer these days, but if you see one of them today or any day, thank them for their service. Thank them for saving your life. Thank them for saving the world. God bless y'all. Pray for each other, like I already said. I'll see you next time. Let's play us out with a little Ronnie Reagan speech. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes 
They just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bello Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small-town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it, we will not surrender for it now or ever.